This is my favorite preacher on the whole planet is coming to speak with you today. It is our very own uh, founding pastor, Albert Hale. Will you get your hands together and your hearts open to receive from the man? Mm. Praise the Lord, everybody. I said, praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Lord, we just give you glory and honor. You're worthy, O oh Lord, of all praise. We mag magnify you, Father, in Jesus' name. And thank you, Lord, so much for your presence. Hallelujah. Settle upon us right now. You're in us, O oh God. You're with us. You're for us. Settle upon us, O oh Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. May this atmosphere just be charged with the presence of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, that we can be fed your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Isn't the Lord good? Tell your neighbor, I'm telling you, my God's so good to me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I want to do something um, before I get into what the Lord's given me to share. Something the Lord just spoke to me, and he, um, he said it for me to do, but um, then I, I just sensed in my heart, you know, something to do this morning. Um, if you would like to participate, you know, nobody forces anybody to do anything. You have to, you have to be willing. But if you would uh, like to, this is what the Lord said to me. He said to me, I want you to write down at least five names of people who have been an extraordinary blessing to you. And he told me within the last five years, you know, it can be whatever, but to me, within the, so it just gave me a time frame to think about within a, you know, it might be the, just the last year to you or whatever, but to write down the names of five people have been an extraordinary blessing to you and uh, just make a determination uh, that you are going to pray for them this year every time the Lord brings them to your mind. Amen? So I'm going to ask you to join me with that, if you will. Uh, you can do it right now so you don't forget it. I'll just wait two or three minutes here. But just, it, you know, he told me five people, five people. And I started listing, and there's a lot more than five. So I wrote my five, and then I wrote more. And, you know, I go, <laughs> I go on from there. But the, the idea is that in this new year, in 2021, that you will pray for them every time the Lord brings them to your mind, every time the Lord brings them to your memory. Amen? We'll just pray for them and ask the Lord just whatever's going on in their life, you know, to especially bless them. It doesn't have to be a long prayer. It doesn't have to be an hour and a half intercession, but you'll just lift them up before the Lord, okay? And uh, that, will, um, that will keep them before the Lord. Can you imagine how that will be um, as people are praying over other people, not only in our church, but many of you will be praying over people who maybe it's family members or something outside. And uh, we um, will be using our faith, spreading our faith, uh, believe in the Lord for miracles in other people, as well as things that are going on in our lives. Amen. You know, I think it's good that we always um, stay minded that we don't turn so internal, that everything is so internal. The world doesn't evolve around us, and that was a shock for me to find out, and it doesn't really evolve around me. Though, you know, it revolves around Jesus and the kingdom, right? And so it's one way that you can reach out. Praise the Lord. All right? So if you'll join me, I encourage you to. I believe it's a word from the Lord. I believe you'll be blessed by doing it. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, let me, uh, I guess I should start out by saying to you, happy, blessed, joyful, healthy, 
happy, happy, happy new year. Amen? May the, may the Lord give you a full of joy year. A full of joy year. May this be a year uh, you'd be full of joy. I, I just really believe that the Lord wants us to enter into this new year with a biblical frame of mind. A Bible frame of mind. And a Bible attitude. You know, the attitude being that the Lord is good. The, I know, I know He's good all the time. We know that. But His mercies endure forever. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. The Lord is good. His good is good. And according to Romans chapter 8 and verse 28, we know that, we know that it says, knowing that God causes everything to work together for the good, for the benefit, for the blessing. Praise the Lord to those who love God and are the called according to his purpose for them. Uh, uh, they are, they are the called. I was I was reading that scripture yesterday, as a matter of fact. Are the called. No, I think it was Friday I was reading that scripture. It says, they are the called. And I was prompted, you know, just do a quick word search on that. And the word comes from, the, the, Hebrew, the Greek word comes from uh, the word meaning being. Being. Or like, uh, they are the called, they are being. In other words, they are living out their life being one called by God and anointed and appointed to do what God has called him to do. Amen? So that's what is happening to us. He is, he is there to bless us, and he works things for our good as we, as we do that. Amen? Praise the Lord. Well, um, there's another scripture that is kind of a theme scripture uh, that, um, that I've been chewing on also, and it's from 1 Chronicles chapter 16. You'll write this in your notes if you want to. Go back and read it. It says, let the heavens rejoice. Let the earth be glad. Let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The Lord reigns. I'm talking about, now let's enter into this new year with our frame of mind, a biblical frame of mind. Let's frame our world. Let's frame our, frame our living in, the, in, the, in the, the mind of God. Amen? So he says here, let the, let the heavens rejoice, let the earth be glad, let them say among the nations, the Lord reigns. In verse 34 he says, oh give thanks to the Lord for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Hallelujah. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Say it with me. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Lift your hands and let's just let's lift your voices to him. Let's just give him thanks right now. Oh Lord, we just worship you and praise you. Lord, I give you thanks. I give you thanks, oh God. I give you thanks for yesterday. I give you thanks for today. And I give you thanks for tomorrow. I give you thanks, oh Lord, that your hand is upon your people. I give you thanks, oh Lord, for your care. I give you thanks, oh Lord, we're never abandoned. We're not like uh, orphans that have never been, uh, never been adopted. We are adopted, hallelujah, into the family of God. We love you. We give you thanks and we give you praise. We give you glory. We give you glory. Praise be to the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, Father... I just worship you. Blessed be the Lord. Lord, I just worship you. I thank you, Lord, for this time. This time that we can just sit in your presence. We shut out everything else. We shut out time. Yeah. We shut out time. We shut out worries. We shut out, we shut out everything else. We just sit, oh God, in your presence right now.
Holy Spirit, feed us. Teach us, O God. Revive us, O Lord. Recover us, O God. Minister health and healing, O Lord. And we receive it in the name of Jesus. Envelop us, Holy Spirit, in your very presence. Hallelujah. Can you feel that? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love it when I just feel enveloped in the presence of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. Thank you for this morning. Lord, bless this people. Prepare them, O God. Protect them, O Lord, from the evil one of the day. I give you praise for it, Father. Let them, O Lord, live like the children of Israel did when they were in Egypt, but they lived in the land of Goshen, the land of plenty. There was no plague there. They were plagueless. In Jesus' name, we thank you for it, Father. Praise the Lord. We said amen together. Amen. You know, a lot of people think of uh, when we get to the beginning of a new year, it's kind of like a uh, kind of like a reset, you know. I was listening to comments of people this morning, and uh, when somebody said, oh, it's a new year, everybody's like, yeah, it's a new year, new year. Like, like you know, the other one's like gone away, and, you know, it's kind of like a, a reset. It's like on my car, if I'm going to, when I, when I want to go on a new journey, it has an odometer on it, and when I want to go on a new journey, I get ready to go, I reach up, and, I, and there's a little button that I can punch, and it resets my odometer so that I'm ready for a new journey, for a new journey. And um, it's kind of a, a, start, a start afresh, recording the mileage for, for the new journey. Praise the Lord. I realize that uh, this past year, for many people, perhaps even, well, some of you also, you know, has been a, a challenging year. Uh, some of you, it's challenged your very soul, the very inner being. Uh, everything from, from jobs to just, you know, family, closeness, education, everything. But to me, and uh, I hope that you'll um, understand where I'm coming from, it's not to make light of, of, of the troubles and the challenges and all that we've had, but to me, this year has been a testimony. It's a testimony, uh, a testament to the, the faithfulness of my God. It's a testament... To, to, the, to, the, to the trustworthiness of my God. Amen. To the tender love of God, to the care of God that he's had on us in, the, in some of the most severe of times. I mean, it just testifies to me. Testifies to me. Uh, you, know, that my, you know, that I can trust him. In, the, in, in times when, when we've had loss, guess what? He's been there. I said he's been there, amen. He may have been pressed down, but, but he was always there to lift you back up. Amen. In, in the time when, when, uh, when we were in grief, he was never gone away. When we called out to him, he said, as he said he would be, he was there as a comforter. Hey, what would you have done if he hadn't comforted you? What would you have done? Amen. He was always there to give us direction. Whenever, whenever we didn't know what to do and how to do it, if you take the time to pray and listen to him, he was there to give you direction. Am I right or wrong? He was there. So I'm just saying, listen, yeah, it's, it's been an amazing, crazy, stupid year. But whatever, but, but you know what? It's a 
testament to the goodness and the mercy and the power and the keeping love and concern of our almighty God. Hallelujah. And I am telling you this, I am glad. I am glad that all those years ago, 45, 50 years ago, that I gave my heart to God and I started loving him and I'm not turned back and I won't turn back. I'm glad for that. That's, that's, that's the security of my life. It, it was, it was a uniquely unprecedented world, you know, time in our lives. You know, when you, institutions, it's just funny thinking about this, institutions, government institutions, church, every institution, church, family, every institution, you know, was, I heard so many times people say during the year, well, let's, I just want it to get back to be normal. Anybody know what I'm saying? You ever said that? Yeah, we all said. If we didn't say it, we probably thought it. Just, I just want it to be normal again. When I've, I've lived long enough to know that normal changes. <laughs> What's normal now? You know, what, what, is, what is normal? What is, is normal? I mean, we didn't even know most of the world, most of it didn't even know what a pandemic was until March or April of this year, you know, February, March, April. You didn't, know, have any, you didn't have any idea how it would affect your lives or, or how it would upset everything. We didn't know that. Right. And we sure, sure who, who would have ever dreamed of so many people who have, uh, whose health has been uh, affected by it, people who have died from it, or at least if they died from it, they died, maybe it affected some condition that they had in their life and in, you know, in, in a, a sort of way. But, but uh, God was there, there again. You know, we, we should have, as a believer in Jesus and a student of the word of the Lord, I, I think many of us were caught unawares. We were caught surprised. But the truth of the matter is that we should have very, or pretty quickly been able, because we're students of the word, we should have pretty quickly been able to locate ourselves. Are you with me? Yes. So, you know, I know, you know, yeah, you get hit sometimes, but, 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 but because of your life in Christ and because you're a student of the Word, you can locate yourselves. And um, we're living in the last days. We're living in the last of the last days, amen. But we, sh we, we, we can locate ourselves so that we don't have to respond like the world. Stay with me. We don't have to respond like the world. This 2021 does not have to be for you like it is for the world. I don't know what 2021 is going to carry, but I do know this, that I, I, I'm going to live in the care of God. I'm going to live in his, in his uh, you know, he's going to take care of me, praise the Lord, and you. I'm not just being selfish about this, you know what I'm saying, but I, I can't have uh, all the faith for you, I, but I'm responsible for me and my family. And, and a lot for you as a church too, praise the Lord. But amen, praise the Lord. So it's so that we don't live and respond to the world's conditions as the world does. Amen. As the world does. As the world, otherwise, otherwise, and I've watched Christians, I watch Christians, I'm not stupid. I watch, I watch the highway respond. And I watch, you know, some, sometimes it's like, ah! Help me, Jesus, you know. 
come Lord Jesus quick, you know. But then as we locate ourselves in the word, when we locate ourselves in the word, then we begin to come back and we respond to the challenges in light of the word, framing our world, framing, framing our frame of mind. That's a little phrase we've been using, you know, since I was a little boy. Framing our world in the concept, in the paradigm of the kingdom of God. Or you can frame your world in the paradigm of the world. Wars, rumors of wars, fighting, bickering, strife, terror, fear, motivated by, it motivates everything. We can do it that way if you want to. Or you can frame your life, frame your life in the paradigm of the kingdom of God. Go to, go to Isaiah chapter 26. I'm sure they're going to put it up on the board. But uh, 26, verse 3, and even verse 4. This is a scripture. We've, I don't know, I've read this scripture at least a thousand times in the years I've known the Lord. Uh, but sometimes when you read a scripture, does the Lord ever just tear it apart word for word with you? Do you ever, does that ever happen to you? He just, he just starts tearing, you know, da-da-da-da-da. And that's what, that's what the Lord, it's kind of the essence. Really, out of this is the essence of what I'm trying to share with you today. Out of this particular, script, this particular scripture. Now watch this, here's what he says. He, he says. he says, thou, God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Godhead, thou will keep him, keep him. It means to position you. He will position you. God's, God's got a state of being for us to be in, a position for us to be in. Hello? Amen. I want to be, be positioned right there where he, how he wants me to be. How about you? I want to be in the state of being that the Lord wants me to be. Now, he says he will keep you. He will guard you, guard over you. Watch this. In perfect peace. Perfect peace. Some of you, what I'm preaching to you this morning is a challenge, but if you will listen to me and let the Holy Spirit speak to you, it will change your life. Now, some of you are living in your challenge and you can't seem to get free from your challenge, but God has a way out of your challenge. I'm talking to you prophetically this morning. Now, listen to me. God will keep you. He will position you in perfect peace. The Hebrew is just one word, shalom. Perfect peace, shalom. He will keep you in perfect peace. What is that? That's a place of security. That's a place of comfort. It's a place of prosperity. It's a place of well-being. It's a place of contentment. Contentment. You're not screaming and, you know, and crazy and, you know, every time you hear Fox News or you hear somebody else's news or whatever, you don't go off the deep end. He will keep you in perfect peace, complete, safe wellness, the state of being of perfect peace. Now watch this. Whose mind is stayed on thee. Whose mind is stayed on thee. Now the Lord was just tearing this apart for me. And I, I'm going to study all these, these words. I'm a, I'm a crazy word person. Whose mind. I, I looked at in the Hebrew and in one of my concordances it it used the word frame, frame, boundaries, 
You know how you frame a picture, you put a boundary around it. You, you, you know, it, it's, you don't, the picture's not outside the boundaries, it's just right there. Whose mind, whose mind is stayed on me, whose mind, whose frame is mind. He's framed his thoughts, he's framed his imaginations, he frames his being, he, he frames the way he lives, the way he acts, the way he thinks. He frames his mind on God. There's the person who God can keep in perfect peace no matter what the circumstances are in the world that you live in. He will keep you, thou will keep him in, okay, here we go. I'm in safety, I'm all right. Looks pretty bad out there. Hey, Pastor Albert, did you know this and this and that? Was it? Man, yeah, wow, that's something else. But my mind stayed over here. I'm, I have framed my living. I frame my mind in the kingdom of God. And what God says and what his word says about living and what God says about the challenges that come in, in front of me. Whose mind is stayed on him. Now the truth is, we usually stop right there. How many times have you quoted that verse of scripture and that's as far as you go? We quote that, you know, and then we stop. But there's more to the scripture. Yes. If, if you're looking at it, is it up someplace? Oh, wait. Hey, there's another line there. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because. Amen. Does that not connect it to something? Is that not a con is that a connection? Uh, what do you call that, Scott? You're the English major. What do we do? Because what is that? Conjunction. Conjunction. Thank you. I was not an English major. <laughs> because what's this? Because he trusts in you. We forget that part, but the last part of that scripture is what makes the first part work. Can I have a better amen than that? The last part of it is what makes the first part work. The word because means as a result of, or seeing that, or in as much as he trusteth in thee. Oh, so God, you're, you'll keep me in this state of being. Of peace. Shalom. Nothing broken. Hallelujah. If I frame my life around the kingdom of God because I trust in you. Because I trust in you. Are you catching this or not? This is reality here. I'm, I'm not, uh, you know. This comes right out of the, the prophet's mouth here. Trust in thee. Trust in thee. The word, the word there means to be, be hidden away like a refuge. Like, you know, you're in a, they call them what? Nowadays they got refuge cities or whatever. You know, well, you know, in old times, Bible times, they had cities of refuge and whatever. But it's good to hear because you, you're in that refuge, you're in that place. Amen. Because you trust. You're in a place where you're safe. You're in a place where you put your hope and your trust. You've got, you put it in con your confidence and, and, and your, your conviction is in, is in the Lord. In the Lord. Then look at the next verse. Verse 4. Do we have the verse 4? Trust in the Lord forever. There it is again. Trust in the Lord forever. 
For in Yahweh, the Lord is your everlasting strength. Now, here's my question, though. What does that sound like if we were, if we were, see, that's Old Testament. If we were reading that in light of the New Testament, I wonder how that would be worded. I wonder what, what word would most probably have been put in there when he says, trust in the Lord. Or he said, he's trusting in me. And I'll tell you what it is because you don't, you know, anyway. Absolutely, irrefutably, the same wording, the same principle, the same commandment that we're given there, if it were in the New Testament, would be the same as, for example, as Jesus said himself in Mark chapter 11 and 22. He said, have faith in God. Shout it out, somebody. Have faith in God. They would have used the word faith. In fact, faith is a New Testament word. It's only used twice in the Old Testament. Uh, when they were in the Old Testament, when they were using the word that we now call in the New Testament faith, which is written hundreds of times in the New Testament, they would use the word trust or believe or relied upon or leaned into or place of refuge. But it was the same thing. It was, it was different from the Hebrew to the Greek, but it was the word that we know in the New Testament as faith. Have faith in God. Live by faith in God. So Isaiah prophesied that when we frame, when we frame our thoughts and we frame our minds, our imaginations and our doings with God in the kingdom of God, that he keeps us living in his perfect peace because, because as a result of we have put all of our faith and our trust in the Lord our God. Can somebody shout hallelujah? hallelujah. Well, what's my year going to be like in 2021? can be a year of victory. Amen. Hallelujah. It all depends on your frame of mind. Oh, I'm not saying that in a natural, in just a, you know, a, a natural physical. It depends on your frame of how you're going to frame your thinking, how you're going to frame your life. Let's frame it. Let's, as for me, I'm going to frame it in the kingdom of God. I'm going to frame it in light of God's word. Hallelujah. Can I have a better amen than that? You say, well, what's 2020? There's a, there's a prophecy. I love this. Uh, this is a, a word that was given Brother Kenneth Copeland about 2021. And this is what he says. He said, the year of the, 2021, the year of the local church. I like that. I like that. The year of the local church, a most powerful move of God will take place in the local church. Can anybody attach your faith to that? Glory to God. Yes. Well, Pastor, I don't know. Is the world's pretty bad? Yeah, but God's not dead. Amen. Holy Spirit hadn't gone back to heaven yet. <laughs> uh, the year of the local church, most powerful move of God will take place in the local church. Let it be at generations. Glory be to God. Let it be right here, Lord. Powerful move of God. The glory of God will fall in those churches that are preaching and teaching and healing and going strong in the word of faith. 2021, a year of divine healing, divine health, divine prosperity, divine recovery. Have you lost anything? Uh, then he, he used a scripture in Isaiah chapter 42 said, but this is a people robbed and plundered. All of them are snared in holes. They're hidden in prison houses and they are for prey. No one delivers for 
for plunder, no one says restore. But praise the Lord, God is shouting to us, restore. restore. Recovery, recover, recovery. The recovering of all of the things, praise the Lord, not even just limited to, you know, healing, but the recovery of the, of the move of God in our lives like never before. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. I, I love to read what the people of God say uh, anytime. Any prophecies I've ever gotten, most all of them I have rec recorded. I refer back to them from time to time. Many of them have already come to pass. Some of them have them. And I just rejoice over what those that haven't saying, thank you, Lord, they're on their way. The Bible tells us that we are to war a good war, war a good warfare over the prophecies that have been spoken. So that means, hey, we get into agreement. You got to get into agreement with them. Speak them, believe them, glory to God, amen. So that they come to pass, amen. Now, there's another side as a prophet. My, my anointing, my primary anointing is, is, is not that of a prophet. Mine is, would be more pastoral, all right? So, so on, on this other side here, my, my job is to present everything. I would pray that you wouldn't think I was being negative or, or I was being less than positive. If I, were, if, if I were to say something to you rather than it's going to be money, 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 everything's great, no challenge, no problems, everything's going to be wonderful, the government's going to be great, hallelujah, all the nations are going to come together, you know, they're all going to speak with one voice, the, you know, your politics are going to turn out just like you want it. Mm -mm 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 -mm. I hope that you won't think I'm negative if I'm not going to stand up and tell you that this morning. Hello? You know? Because God speaks to us and He encourages us and He... He has for the believer a different way of life. He does have that. Amen. But, you know, I have a question for you today. What if, what if 2021 just perchance there's just a little bit or maybe a whole lot of what happened in 2020 carries over into 2021? How, what are you going to do? How are you going to respond? What if, what if, what if what you thought was the norm is no longer the norm anymore? What if, what if, what if, what if some of the junk and, and, and violence and, and, you know, in the world in 2020 happens in 2022, 2023, 24, 25, 28? What about if it happens in 2030? What are we, how, how are we going to respond? How's the believer going to respond? Amen. What are we going to do? Uh, here's where we go back. Frame it in the kingdom of God. We are living in prophetic days. We're living in Bible days. The Bible teaches, we don't know the day or the hour when the Lord's going to come, but we can sure recognize seasons. We can see when things that the Bible says is going to happen is happening. We can see that, can't we? We're not stupid. We can read, Right? So here we are. What happens? We, we go back to our Bible perspective. We're living in last days. Many of, well, we know that because Acts chapter 2, you know, Peter said, you know, this is the days. This is the last days. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. La, la, la. He started right there. He said, you're in the last days already, 2,000 years ago. I believe we're in the last of the last days. 
I believe it's, it's summing up. I don't know when the Lord's going to come, but I believe signs are pointing um, to the last days. But the Bible does not point to us a perfect world. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't say, no, you know, read Matthew 24, read the Lord's words in, in the book of Luke. He says there's all kinds of bad stuff going on in the world. It doesn't prophesy all of that good stuff. It's predicted that, you know, well, does that mean that the church, you know, we just, oh God, we don't know what we're going to do. Do we become hopeless? Of course not. Of course not. Of course not. Hallelujah. There, there's, there's always been prophesied that the things of the world and the things in the kingdom. And now we're seeing the distinct difference in living in the kingdom of God and living in the kingdom of the world. Even more so. Even more so than we ever have before. Even more so. Um, which brings us to the truth that we've been taught from the very, very beginning. We were, we taught, we've seen it in the Old Testament. We see it in the New Testament. We see it, the Old Testament prophets, the apostles, uh, even the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, I heard it when I first came back to the Lord uh, 45, 50 years ago, whenever it was. Um, it's the same, same message. And it is the message to the church today for 2021 that the just must live by faith. The just must live by faith. That's still the message of the day. The just must live by faith. With the use of faith. We're going to live by using our faith. Why? Why? Because we still have his word. How are we going to do that? We have, we have his word. We have his word. And the world's system or the, the word tells us that the world, world system, it's going to fall apart like a cheap suit in a rainstorm. Right. It is going to. But those in the kingdom of God are not going to fall apart. We're going to live under the protection of the Lord. Amen. Uh, the word says, you know, Paul was living in one of the most, one of the most um, adverse one of the most uh, hostile worlds that you can imagine if you, if you read about what he lived through. But he, in the middle of all of that, wrote this to the church. He said, who's going to separate you from the love of Christ? Is trouble, hardship, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger, the sword? Now, this is an interesting scripture. He says, that is, as it is written... A lot of us take this scripture wrong. He says, as it is written, for your sakes we face death all day long. We are considered as sheep to the slaughter. As it is written, as it is written, in the world's eyes, this is what we are. We just, and we do, we face death. We face the natural, a true believer. We face it, of course, everybody else does too. We face death all day long. Now, no, it says we are considered as sheep to be slaughtered. We're considered by who? By God? No. 
Somebody shout, no. We're not considered by God as sheep to be slaughtered. We're considered by the devil and the world and his crowd as sheep to be slaughtered. No, 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 that's not true. No, he says in verse 17, in all these things, we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. I'm convinced, he said, that neither life, death nor life, angels or demons, present or the future or any powers, height, depth, or anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. And don't underestimate the love of God. It's the love of God that keeps you. It's the love of God that protects you. It's the love of God that heals you. It's the love of God that prospers you. Nothing can separate us from that. Are you getting your... I'm trying to frame your mind this morning in the framework of the kingdom of God and get the junk of the world out of your mind. How's 2021 going to be? It's going to be a year of victory for me. It's going to be It's going to be victory. But what if so-and-so goes into office? It's going to be a year of victory for me. The Lord said, I'm more than a conqueror through him who loved us. It's going to be a year of conquering. It's going to be a year of answered prayer. One. I choose to frame my mind and frame my life in the kingdom living. Can I have a better amen than that? Hallelujah. So what, what do we got here? We're saying that 2021, it, it, can, it can be a year of victory. Why? Because politics works out. Stock market goes up. Social uh, unrest settles down. Treaties between countries. Breakthroughs in science. Is that why? Nope. Nope. The root, the root cause for you and I to be living as conquerors is that we will live by faith. Amen. The just is going to live by faith. Okay, say, so, well, Pastor, what is faith? What is faith? Well, it's one of the most misunderstood words, I think, are, are, are subjects. Uh, in the church today. I, I say that to our shame. It, it's, a, it's a word that's maligned by the world. You know, it's mocked by the world. It's even mocked by religion. It, it's in, mocked by the cynical. But what is it? Faith. It's defined in the scriptures, but most of the time when you, when you find the, 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 the writers talking about it, they were describing it. It's, it's something that is so from God, it has so many facets, you can't hardly tie it down into one place. It's something that God has put inside every believer to empower them to live a life in this world. He's put the degree of faith, a measure of faith in every one of you because it's by that faith that you do everything from get born again to live your daily life in victory. It's by faith. Amen. But pastor, what is, what is faith? I've, I've studied this. I've studied this word. I realized when I was first came back to the Lord in the seventies, I realized because thank the Lord, I heard some 
people teaching it. Thank the Lord. Oh, I thank God so many. But I heard, I, and I studied, I've studied this word, and I've studied this, this um, subject for 45 years. And I, because I learned that the only thing, the first thing I learned, one of the first things I learned when I, when I came to Jesus, is the only thing that could turn my life from that of a broke, in debt, miserable loser to, to a life that I could be in, experience the blessing of the Lord and have the favor of God on my life. That without faith, it is impossible to please the Lord. For he that comes to God has to believe that God is and that God is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. If you can't, if you don't learn, if you don't exercise, if you don't come to a knowledge, a working knowledge, and try to grow your life in this thing called faith, you can't please the Lord. You do a lot of things, but you're not going to please the Lord. Without faith, it's impossible to please the Lord. Now, I'm going to do this. I asked them to write it down. This is a definition that the Lord dropped in my heart as I was studying about 40 years ago. And I've used this. I've, I've dropped back on it. I fall back on this definition. Anytime I come up to a barrier or an obstacle or whatever where I need to really remind myself of faith, I'd encourage you to write it down. I'd encourage you, you know, I mean, there's all kinds of definitions. If you want to, um, you know, I, I read a lot of things. But this has worked for me all these years. Faith. What is faith? It's an unwavering conviction or constant or, or con, um, uh, confidence. An unwavering conviction in the truthfulness of God and his word and his willingness to perform it for you connected with a constancy of profession. In other words, you can't say one thing and be talking of one thing and say you're believing another thing and, it, and it's working. Your profession keeps it flowing, keeps it flowing. Are you with me? An unwavering conviction in the truthfulness of God in his word. Well, I don't know that I can ever believe that God's always true in his word. That, that's, there's your problem right there. You're not going to receive how much, too much. You know, we talk about kingdom living. You, you just excluded yourself. Hello? I'm not here to play with you. I'm here to tell you the truth. Yeah. Uh, an unwavering conviction in the truthfulness of God and his word. God can't lie. And his word won't lie. And an unwavering conviction in the truthfulness of his word. And his willingness... To act on my behalf with whatever that word says. Whatever it says, he'll do it on my behalf. And then I connect that, I couple that with my profession. My profession. Many times when I'll run in and say, well, that's a woman with a word. You know, I, I, faith, in, they say, well, what you saying? What are you professing? Oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me fix that. Let me fix that, Lord. Amen. So that's a working definition. You can go back, you can refer to it, and uh, it'll work for you. 
it'll work for you every time. Amen. Now, when you get over to description, there's thousands of ways that we could describe that we could describe faith. Uh, thousands of ways. You know, it's it's it's, it's a gift. Romans chapter 12, verse 3. It, it's, it's something that grows. It's a, it's a power. It creates substance. It's a, it makes reality. It's, it's evidence. Amen. It, it's required to please the Lord. It's required to come, even come to know the Lord. Amen. By faith or by using our faith, if you want to just see how it works, you can go over to Hebrews chapter 11. Just read all those guys. We call them the heroes of faith, but just read all those guys. And they all said that they, they lived the, the word says that they, they received their miracles. They, they lived a life, and it was all connected to, to faith. By faith, by faith, they did this, and they did that, and they did that. They, what was it? Because they had an unwavering confidence in the truthfulness of God in his word. Whatever he said, they believed he was willing to do it for them, and they professed it with their mouth, and it came to pass. Amen? So what is faith? Well, I gave you a definition. Now, let me, let me give you, how long have I been going? When is church over? <laughs> let, me, let, me give you, let me give you some descriptions of faith. As you're, There's thousands of ways, but some that uh, just through study and through, and through our own mentor, mentors. I'm not real, real young, you know, so I've had time to be mentored, thank the Lord, by people who knew more than I did. And so let me just give you a few things. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you six things uh, about faith, and I could have given you uh, many more, but what just this is. So what is faith? Remember these, write them down. Number one, what is it? Faith is trust. Faith is trusting God. Say that with me. Faith is trusting God. Faith is trusting God. The, the word that is most used by uh, Bible commentators and uh, the, the writers uh, of, of the scholars, the most used that is word that is used in, in most all the commentaries for faith is the word trust. It's one of the most, it's the most used description of faith by anybody, unwavering conviction or unwavering confidence in God. There, there are, it's not just believing. There are thousands of people who believe the Bible. They believe, they believe in God, but it's not faith. Believing is not faith. It's not the totality. Of course, you've got to believe, but, but it's not the totality of the thing there. Faith is trusting in God. Faith always asks the question, how far can you trust God? It always asks that question, how far can you trust him? And, and God is always saying, Do you, can you believe me all the way? All the way to the end. Faith, faith trusts God into the lion's den if necessary. Thank God it's not always necessary. But Daniel went all the way with it and, and he, he slept. You know, while the lions snored instead of growling. It's trusting God. Bible faith is trusting in God. No matter what the circumstances look like around you, it's trusting in God. We're taught in the world you can't trust anything or anybody. 
from a little, from a little kid, you know, you're really taught that. You, you trust him just so far. We just trust so far because people are infallible and knowledge is limited, right? But we're taught by God because he is not infallible and because he is not limited. His knowledge is not limited. We are taught in the scriptures that we can trust him all the way, all the way, all the way. I, I remember... I remember some about 30 years or so, I, I was having, I would have these periods that would come on me. Some of you have heard the testimony, some of you hadn't, but if you, if you hadn't, it'll bless you per, perhaps. But some of these periods that I'd have, I'd have severe uh, pains in my chest and go up in my neck and down my arm and I'd have these times, but you know, and, and then they would go away. So it was usually short lived. One day I was, I was having a, uh, an attack of this, particularly heart attack. I, mean, I was hard, bad pain in my, in my chest and, and down in my neck and down in my aisle. And my, and, and my mind says, my mind began to talk to me. You know, your mind's not always full of the righteousness of God. How about that? Amen. But it began to tell me, it says, you know, you, this is it. This is it. You're going to die. This is it. You're going to die today. I'm telling you, I was really hurting, you know, and I thought you better get somebody to take you to the hospital. You better do it right now. You know, you're having a heart attack. And um, I was just struggling. I was struggling with that. My mind was struggling. My head was struggling. But I began to, I began to just think. I began to just really just call out to the Lord, just Jesus, Jesus, thank you. And I began to think about the Lord. And I didn't realize at the time, but you know what I was doing? I was reframing my perspective. I was reframing my perspective from the pain and the situation, the condition that I was experiencing. I was reframing it into the mindset of God and his goodness and his keeping power and his love. And, and so I was just reframing it. And I said, oh, Lord, I, said, I, said, I can remember just Jesus, 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 Jesus. And I struggled with that for a little bit. And then I was thinking, I said, Lord, you know, I've committed my life to you. Um, I was a young man, I committed my life to you. I've given you everything I know. I don't know anything else to do. And uh, I remember saying something that just came up more out of my heart than out of my head. And uh, I said, Lord, here I am. Here I am, Lord. I trust you with all my life. I just trust you with my life. I don't know how many times I said that. Maybe three or four times. Not many. I just trust you with my life. And as I said that, I, I entered in. It's like you just step from one place over to another. I stepped over into a place to where immediately the, the pain left. The, you know, the condition, my neck, my chest, my arm. It all left. It just left. And, and I realized I realized I was just in the presence of the Lord. Lord, I just trust you with my life. I had just given it all to him. Whatever, whatever, whatever. Your word says this about me. You, written, you wrote all those, you know, all those, all those promises that are in the word. I just trust you with my life. And I was instantly healed. I never have ever in all these years, I've never had that symptom come back on me again. Never. I was instantly healed. 
because I entered into that place of just simple childlike trust. Now there's another part to this. I may not get finished. I may just give you a little bit here. But there's another part to this about trust. And that is you can only trust someone or something to the measure that you know them. To the degree of your knowledge. Now, we, 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 always, we want God to know us. Oh, God, know me, know my heart. But we sometimes do not spend very much or put very much effort into getting to know God. You get to know God through fellowship, through taking time through his word. It's kind of hard to do that to somebody that's, you know, not sitting there by you. But the more that you get to know him in those ways, I've been preaching this for the last 10 years. If you want to have victory in these last days, you're going to have to pursue knowing his thoughts and his ways. How does God think about anything? What is God's way of doing this or that? You have, you've got to pursue it. And the more that you know him, and the more that you know his thoughts and his ways, the easier it is to just flow that way. I remember the boys, Scott, when he was little, and the other two boys now, but I can remember times of being in the swimming pool, standing there, and, you know, and they'd be on the side of little boys, you know, and he'd say, jump, jump, come on, jump to me. And they wanted to. You can see they wanted to, they, they would do that. I'd say, one, two, three, uh, and they would just stop before, before you got to four, uh, you know. Uh, and you say, well, come on, I'll catch you. I promise you I'll catch you. And they were, they were afraid. That's the way a lot of times we are. We're just, we're just afraid. I, I want to jump in, but I'm just, I'm, uh, I just can't do it. But, you know, once they did that, doop, jumped in. And then once they did it two or three times, through knowing, learning, and experience, it became not even an issue. If you stuck your hands out to them and they were on the side of the pool, they'd run as hard as they could and just jump, just blah, splash, you know, and you better just be ready to catch them. And that's the way it is with God. The more that you know him, you spend time knowing him. And the more that you experience him, experience what he does, experience, the easier it is, the easier it is to trust him. God says, go this way. Okay. Do this. Okay. You know, don't do that. Okay. I'll stop. Are you with me? What is faith? Faith is trust. Do I have time for a couple more? What is faith? Faith is obedience. Faith is obedience. This is, I'm telling you how to live the life. It's obedience. Let's put it another way. Let's put it, because obedience, you know, we don't, never, we don't like that word. Most of us, you know, I don't want to obey nobody, but you know, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Anyway, let's put it this way. Faith is saying yes to God. Okay? We, we just get around the, the negative it's saying yes. It's saying yes to God. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Anytime you say no to God or you show him an unwillingness to say yes to the Lord, you just stopped it right there. Is that too blunt? It just shut off right there. You're on your own. And you may work it out. Hey, praise the Lord. But you've got to say yes to God. Faith says yes. It says yes. God's told me to do things so many times and, and nothing ever happened until I said yes. Nothing. I said yes. Once I say yes, then that's the beginning. That's where God takes you. That's, that's, that's the starting point. Noah is, is, is um, he's listed in the hall of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. But Noah was a man, he knew how to live by faith. And it's interesting, here he is in the Old Testament, but he knew how to live by faith. And he was 480 years old, 480 years old. And the Lord spoke to him and began to talk to him. He said, I want you to build a ship. What's a ship? Here's how you do it. And here's what Noah didn't say. He didn't say, well, I'll think about it, Lord. Well, you know, Lord, I'm kind of old. I got some rheumatoid arthritis. I don't know if I can do this. I didn't, I'll go talk to my family and see if, if they'll help me. Do you know what he did? He said yes. That was where it all started. To the saving of all of humanity, he said yes. You see, just saying yes to God can start one of the greatest miracles you ever had in your life. It can start you down the road to victories that you never dreamed could happen in your life. Just saying yes. Just saying yes. I was sitting in, I was sitting in Kenya one day, sitting in, in the room there, and I thought, I was just thinking, thinking about the Lord and the goodness of the Lord. And I thought, my God, how in the world did I get here? How? And it wasn't that I didn't want to be there. I wanted to be. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. How did I get here? A little poor country boy. Um, my parents were poor country preachers, they believed back then, in, you know, if you keep them poor, you'll keep them humble. And so, you know, here we were, and I thought, how in the world did I, how did, how did I get to, to go around the world? How did I get to, I can't imagine how this. And the Lord said to me, because you said yes. That was it, because you said yes. So what am I saying? Faith is obedience. Faith is saying, faith is saying yes. What, it, what else is faith? Faith is, is action. It's acting. It's doing something. Do you know you can say yes to the Lord if you don't ever move your food, your food, uh, feet, you're not going anywhere. Faith without works. Yeah, the word latent. We get the word latent, which means it's just like, there, nothing happening. Amen. So it's action. Faith is action. It's beginning to do. It's doing what the, Lord, what the Lord says. I think of so many examples, but in the scriptures, maybe just a simple, easy one. It's Joshua. Don't you know when he told his generals what they were going to do, they probably thought, that's the stupidest idea I've ever seen. When they got to Jericho, we're going to walk around the city. I don't think the man knows what he's talking about. 
You know, I think he's just looking for something to do until we figure out how to get in the city. But he just took action. He said yes when the Lord said, he trusted God. He said yes, and he took action. It's going to march around this city. We're going to do it every day for seven days. And we know the rest because he took action. All right, here we go quick. Number four, faith is evidence. Faith is evidence. Evidence that you have what you prayed for. Even when it's still unseen, it has not manifested. But it's, it's, faith knows that it's mine. Faith knows that I have it. Faith is the only proof I know. Well, pastor, how do you know that you got that? My faith is my evidence. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. Faith is the substance tangibility of things that you're hoping for the evidence of things unseen if you see them you don't need faith anymore hello it's the evidence of things unseen well how do you know that God's healed you well you have any evidence you don't look healed Um, I present to you my evidence what is that unwavering, unwavering confidence in the truthfulness of God and and his willingness to act on my behalf, and I'm professing it right now. It's all the evidence I have, but it's all the evidence I need. Amen? What is faith? I'll, I'll, I'll close with this. Because when I get tired, I know you're tired, and I'm almost there. Faith is rest. Faith is resting. This is one of the most beautiful things about faith. Because I think a lot of times we think faith's all work. It's all screaming. It's all hollering. It's all doing everything we can do. But faith is resting. It's resting. It's resting in God's promise. It's resting in God's word. It's resting in, in what he's told you to do. The place of faith in God lets one rest in, in, in a peace it's a divine, supernatural peace like Jesus gave us, not like the world gave us. It's, it's able to rest. It's able to even to, to have that inner, inner, you know, inner delight, which is defined as joy. It's, it's just resting as you prayed and you believed you received, and now you rest. Hebrews chapter 4 says, They who have believed do enter into rest sometimes I'll, I'll check myself you do it too as to whether or not I'm really functioning in a Bible level of faith by the anxiety the worry that I have I can tell I can tell you know am I resting in the Lord have I really put this this goes along with the scripture that Peter wrote he says he said, cast your care over on the Lord for he cares for you. You cannot do that unless you have trust in God. You've obeyed him. You said yes, and you're flowing, you're going, you're moving in the direction that he's told you to do. You, you, you can't do that. But if you can do that, come to that place. Come to that place of rest. What is faith? Well, it's trust. It's obedience, 
It's saying yes to God. It's acting. It's taking a step. It's substance. It's the substance. It brings unseen things into the material world. It's the evidence that you have that God's at work. And it's resting in the Lord. It's resting in the Lord. Faith is really a state of being, of rest in the Lord. Amen. I want to read you this one. This is a prophetic word, and I'm closing. This is my second closing or my third? I don't know. Scott's real good at this. He can close one time. I have n- in 40 years of preaching, I have never been able to close with one closing, but son, you teach me, son. This is a word. I love this word. It's from Jerry Savelle. Gave a prophetic word about 2021. He said this. He said, don't fear the future because it's still bright. Sometimes when the Lord gives him things, it gives it kind of poetic. It's a, kind of a poetry. He says, don't fear the future because it's still bright. I'll see you through each and every fight. So stay in faith and watch what you say. Speak only my word and I'll have my way. It's never my will for you to fail. It's always my will for you to prevail. So don't be moved by what you hear and see. This is how you enter into greater victories. Be bold and courageous. Stay free from all fear for 2021 is going to turn out to be a great year. I'll take you higher than you've ever been before. This is my promise and my promises are sure. Stay safe, stay. So stay in my word and rest in me for this is your year to be totally free. Can somebody shout amen? (laughs) It's your year to be totally free. Hallelujah. Bow your heads. I want to pray over you. Father, oh, we love you so much. Thank you, Jesus, for reminding us of life in the kingdom or life in the world. My Lord, help us uh, that we've been here and we've been sitting in your presence. And Lord, we believe you've been talking to us way beyond the words that I've said. But help us, oh God, reframe, reframe our minds. Frame it in the goodness of God. Hallelujah. And that is mercies endure forever. Help us, O Lord, to see you more than we see anything else. Lord, the world will say we're just stupid and dumb and we ignore and we're living in a la-la land. But the world can say whatever they want to say, O Lord. But you know how to take care of us. You brought us through. Been so many times, O Lord, when perhaps we have We should have failed. We should have lost everything. We should have perhaps even died because the enemy attacked us. But Lord, you've always been there because because you keep us in your perfect peace because we trust, we trusted in you. I just pray over this congregation, Lord. I say be blessed in the name of Jesus. Every person here be blessed in the name of Jesus. Be blessed in your body. Be blessed in your mind. Be blessed in your spirit. Be blessed in your prosperity. Be blessed in your peace. Be blessed in your families. Live the life of faith. You're the just. 
and the just shall live by faith. We give you praise for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Every head bowed for just a moment here. I, I'm, God's reminded me of something that I sensed even before the service this morning. If you're here this morning, and particularly, we'll say through this last year, or just in times, you've just been, you've been battled. You've just battled with the spirit of depression. It's not just your physical things. Things can be going on pretty good around you or even great around you, but just depression just tries to hang on. It just, God wants to set you free this morning. You don't have to go into this next year nor live this full year with the spirit of depression upon you. He wants to set you free. So here's what I'm going to ask you to do. If that's you this morning, uh, yeah, nobody's looking around. We're all just got our heads bowed. But if that's you, I want you to stand to your feet. I am going to pray with you. And the power of God is, I'm going to rebuke the spirit. I'm going to rebuke it off of you. And the power of God is going to set you free. The power of God will drive that spirit off of you in the name of Jesus. You just, you just, it's just there. You want to be free. Um, don't be embarrassed. I'm telling you, nobody's looking around. Nobody's looking around. Now, Father, there are some that have stood right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, uh, we know the enemy attacks our minds. He attacks us physically, mentally, chemically, in all kinds of ways, physically, oh Lord. But right now, Lord, I just thank you in the name of Jesus that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you come upon these that are standing right now. And this, this I do, O oh Lord, according to your constructions. I rebuke the spirit of depression in the name of Jesus. I rebuke you. Come off of them. Leave them alone. I command you to be free in Jesus' name. Rebuke. I censor. I censor you, that spirit. Refuse you the right. These are God's, these people are God's, are God's. God's property, God's people. I refuse you the right. Now lift and be gone in the name of Jesus. Now, Lord, no vacuum, no vacuum inside them. Fill them right now, O oh God, with your joy. Fill them with your peace. May the vision, the hope that you have for them individually, for this life, May it begin to burn brighter and brighter. Lord, we just turn up the fire. We turn up the fire. We turn up that fire that that vision begins. goes from a spark, hallelujah, to a bonfire. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. That their reason for being will burn brighter than it ever has before. And I give you the praise for it in Jesus' precious holy name. We said together, amen. We said together, amen. If you need personal prayer, you just want somebody to pray for you. Maybe you've got a sickness in your body or something is attacking you. Stand to your feet real quick. Stand to your feet real quick. I'm going to pray over you. Praise the Lord. Anybody who needs personal prayer, you've got a sickness, you're hurting, there's something going on, you need help right now in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. All right, Father, you see these that are standing. You sent your word and you healed us, O oh God, and you delivered us from all of our disasters and diseases. Lord, as these people stand, I pray right now that your anointing power, your healing power will come upon each one of them. Minister healing and health, answers, wisdom, O oh Lord. Um, solution, 
solution. Lord, fix the parts that are broken in the name of Jesus. Fix the bodies that, that are broken down in the name of Jesus. Heal them, O oh God, I pray. Heal them, O oh God, I pray. Blood pressure, you be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Pain, leave. Jesus bore the pain, and so you are censored. Get out of their bodies in the name of Jesus. Allergies, asthma, in Jesus' name. Heart problems in the name of Jesus. Circulatory problems in the name of Jesus. Respiratory problems in the name of Jesus. Leave these people now. We praise you, Father, that you keep your people well and strong. In Jesus' name. And we give you the glory and the praise and the honor for it. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Give the Lord praise. We worship you, Lord. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet, if you will. Praise the Lord. Stand up. Stand up on your feet. I'm going to read you this, read this scripture and just pray it and just, just let it flow into you. Let's let it be your, let it be yours for this coming year. It's out of the Psalms. And if you want to mark it or go back to it, remember it, it's the 120, uh, 112th Psalm, beginning in verse 1. It says, praise the Lord. Now watch this. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Praise the Lord, for all who fear God and trust in Him are blessed beyond expression. Hallelujah. Say, that's me. Oh, you didn't. Come on now. Say, that's me. Hallelujah. I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Happy is the man who delights in doing his commandments. His children will be honored everywhere. Good men's sons have a special heritage. He himself shall be wealthy, and his good deeds will never be forgotten. When darkness overtakes him, light will come bursting in. He is kind and he's merciful, and all goes well for the generous man who conducts his business fairly. When a man such a man shall not, will not be overthrown by evil circumstances. God's constant care of him will make a deep impression on all who see it. He does not fear bad news, nor live in dread of what may happen, for he is settled in his mind. Hallelujah. We are framing our mind on God. Amen. He is settled in his mind that Jehovah will take care of him. That is why he is not afraid, but can calmly face his foes. Praise God. That's 2021 for us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Well, you be blessed. Glory to God. Have a, an amazing week. Praise the Lord. Tell something about Jesus. Tell somebody about Jesus this week. Wouldn't that be something? If you all told something about Jesus, at least 50% of you were able to be able to lead somebody to Christ. Wouldn't that be awesome? Hallelujah. Encourage your, encourage your uh, fellow believers. And for those of you who took those, you know those names? Don't, be, don't forget those names. Pray over them every time God brings, uh, brings them to your, to your mind. Amen. We love you guys so much. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs>